Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Let's talk about some of these Super Bowl TV commercials with Chicago Advertising Agency veteran Gary Schatz. Gary, good morning. I, I've uh, referred to you earlier as a cynical ad man. I think last year we called you disgruntled. Uh, what are we going with this year? <laughs> I mean, I prefer jaded. but <laughs> Jaded, you know, okay. <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> all right, we'll do that. Uh, first of all, I have a question. The game goes into overtime, so who gets the commercials there, and how, how does that work? So they have uh, sort of a slew of advertisers that are willing to sort of pay for that extra time. But as you saw, the ads that ran when it went into overtime, were ads that we've all already seen that have been running during football. They might have just sort of a package deal with CBS or the NFL as far as these ads and how often they run. And so there was nothing new uh, after the final. The gun went off in the fourth quarter. It was all ads we've seen all season. So overall, would you say it was kind of a safe uh, approach to advertising this year? Nothing nothing too uh, risky? Uh I would go so far as to say lazy. <laughs> I found the ads really lazy. We, we've become such a celebrity-driven culture. In the last few years, uh, we've seen a, just a ton of ads laden with celebrity. And this year was no different. And to the point where it's just celebrity for celebrity's sake. Like, there's no creativity in saying, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have Lionel Messi kick a soccer ball. Like, that's <laughs> what he does. And that's what you're going to pay him to do. You see, so you have spots like that, or, or although I did kind of like the, the state farm ad, but having Schwarzenegger as an action hero is not really a stretch to have people like ice spice for that sunny uh, soda or uh, Quinta Brunson for TurboTax. There literally could have been any person in there having them there as a celebrity just maybe makes you it's the, it's halo effect. They want you to like the brand because you like that celebrity not because a celebrity is actually doing anything or there's any creativity behind those spots. That Quinta Brunson ad, I mean, I have nothing against her, but that was basically the creative brief uh, laid out as a script. She just said all of the features and benefits of TurboTax. You could have had any actor do that. Christopher Walken uh, was in the BMW ad. Uh, Let's play a little bit of this, and then I want to get your comments on BMW. It's the real deal. 100%. Electric. It's the real Bill. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy your coffee. Careful, it's hot. Thanks. Think that worked? I mean, it was entertaining, but again, it, it's lazy. When people think of Christopher Walken, if they're not thinking of a specific role or a line he's had in, in any of his movies, they think of that voice and his delivery, and everybody's got a bad imitation of it. And so it just feel, it felt very first idea. You know, uh, let's, I don't know, let's have guys imitate them. Also, uh, again, Halo Effect, maybe you'll like BMW more because he's doing it. But the, the strategic idea behind it was that imitations aren't as good as the real thing. Are we supposed to believe that BMW was first to market with an electric car and everybody else is imitating them? Because I don't think that's the case. I'm not sure I uh, now uh, I'm craving Dunkin' Donuts because of this one. Uh, let's play a little bit of it, and, and then and then we'll talk with Gary. The Donkeys! Touchdown, Tommy on them keys! 
play a coach. Got it. I'm open. And needs no introduction, my partner. Sometimes it's really hard to be your friend. You said you were going to support me. Don't Don't go away. My heart. Why you dumping me, girl? Why you dumping me? Don't My heart. How do you like them? Donuts. I'm so sorry. <laughs> ben Affleck and company, uh, and the commercial has gotten a lot of attention, but it brings up the question about a lot of these entertaining, maybe, uh, but does it work? Does it sell? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, that's always hard to know. I mean, when you're thinking about the kind of advertising you're doing, this is what, the, what we would call top of the funnel kind of stuff. This is the stuff that makes you sort of think about them from a brand affinity perspective and maybe have you enter the consideration set. But these aren't the kind of ads that are made to get you to actually activate, to go to a Dunkin' Donut. They're just making you think about them better so the next time you want a donut or a coffee, if you're not in Boston, since apparently everyone there only drinks it and eats there. But if you're somewhere else, then maybe you think better about it. I I liked it because it was funny and entertaining, and I liked that it was a build on last year's Affleck spot. You know, the whole the way they were setting it up with some of the teaser ads that it was Affleck now showing up to, to his wife's work as where she showed up to his work last year. Um, but I, I thought it was funny. And again, even when he's not in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady is winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. Two sure. ads. Uh, he's doing he's doing well. He's doing well. Yeah, I'd say he's doing well. All right, no celebrities in the E-Trade message. Uh, here's a little bit of it, and then we'll discuss. With E-Trade from Morgan Stanley, we're ready for whatever gets served up. Dude, you got to work on your trash talk. I'd rather work on saving for retirement or college, since you like to get schooled. That's a pretty good burn, right? Now, I guess a message like that is not as expensive to produce because you're not paying uh, celebrities uh, millions of dollars. And it's, it's, it's kind of effective, isn't it? I mean, I thought so. Uh, and now maybe, again, I'm jaded by all the celebrities. So the fact that it didn't have any in there, it's still expensive because of the CGI of getting you know babies to play pickleball. But I appreciated that this one actually focused on the creativity. The, the gimmick's been done. It was cute the first few times they did it quite a few years ago, but now it really hinges on the writing. Like, it has to be funny. The, the, both the, the script, the delivery, how it's produced. This, this was more than just having a celebrity be there for celebrity's sake. It actually required the real creativity to pull it off. And I thought it was really funny. It was, it was short, uh, which a lot of these run very long, especially the YouTube versions are even longer to get their point across. It was succinct. It was funny. And it still managed to uh, get in a couple of you know, investment lines in there even. So uh, it was not just, we want you to like us by being funny. We're actually going to put a couple of things about the brand in there. Yeah, you had the feeling that uh, they didn't want to throw the kitchen sink at us, and it wasn't uncluttered, and then the message uh, came across. We'll get to the worst of the worst with jaded Chicago ad man, <laughs> Gary Schatz. WGN. He's not a madman. He's cynical man. Chicago ad agency veteran Gary Schatz. Uh, Gary, let's listen to a little bit of the Oreo commercial, and then you can tell us why you didn't like this. Here you go. So every little detail about our family will be on TV? Who would watch that? All right, let me twist on it. Cream on the left, we'll do the show. (laughs) Hope you can keep up. What do you think the goal was with this spot? Oh, the goal was a bunch of marketing people decided that they're going to try to create a viral moment 
And as soon as marketing people try to make something viral, it immediately becomes the least viral thing out there. <laughs> this thing was so bad, just trying to force us into thinking that this little gimmick is a thing we all should be or have been doing or actually exists. And more importantly, and I, I can't stress this enough, I love Oreos. Everyone loves <laughs> Oreos. They're like the greatest yeah. store-bought cookie out there. Why, why? Why would you ruin it with this crap? I just can't even understand it. And spend all that money. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, you're only ruining something. I mean, I'm still going to buy them, but don't tell my wife. <laughs> uh, uh, Google Pixel uh, s- sort of pulled at our heartstrings. Uh, here's a little bit of it, and then we'll talk about it. For many people with blindness or low vision, there hasn't always been an easy way to capture daily life. One face cropped. Move your phone down. One face in frame. Hold for photo. It did visually get your attention with, with the out-of-focus stuff, didn't it? It, it did, uh, but it was, uh, to me, it just felt very exploitive. So in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the service of, you know, sort of blowing this ad up, I actually looked it up, and 8% uh, of Americans are affected by blindness or a visual impairment, which means more than 90% of the audience for this spot doesn't need this feature, that blurriness wasn't the camera. It was, you know, a scene from the point of view of the, of the visually impaired person. Right. And so this felt like an ad that the tech department sort of took over marketing and hired some sort of intern company to do the most obvious thing possible. Let's showcase how this phone is so great for a blind person, which doesn't really talk to the majority of people they're trying to reach. Uh, it just felt like we're going to take this, again, emotionally uh, sort of tug at the heartstrings moment and abuse it to try to make you like our phone better, which is, uh, to that extreme, a little different. But both Samsung and Google, in their fight against uh, Apple and the iPhone, have leaned in so heavily on our features are better, our tech is better, everything about our phone works better, it offers everything the iPhone doesn't. Why won't you guys buy this phone? Uh, And it's clear that they don't get it. Back in the day when Sony was trying to come out with a competing MP3 player after the iPod, uh, they hired a new marketing guy who told his staff, he goes, we have to stop thinking about this device as a functional music player. It's a fashion accessory. And until we get that through our heads, we are never going to beat Apple. And they never did. And these aren't going to beat them either. It looked like T-Mobile Verizon just threw money at uh, many celebrities. <laughs> and uh, here's, here's what uh, they ended up with. Whatever happened to the slogan you were supposed to remember at the end of a commercial, Gary? Oh, you, nobody cares about that anymore, Bob. We all have the attention span of NAS. There's no reason for a tagline. Uh, of all the, the T-Mobile stuff, that one w- was actually the best of their ads because the other one, which was just like celebrity chaos, uh, it was, I, I, at least this one was sort of in line with what they have been doing with uh, the two guys from Scrub, Faison and uh, uh, Zach Braff, as far as being musical. And Jason mm-hmm. Momoa was kind of funny, but, but again, it's just, right, it's celebrity for celebrity's sake. There was nothing, that, that ad could have had three actors we don't know, and it, could have been just as funny if they cast it right and performed it right. You don't need those guys for that. 
And, of course, uh, the NFL is going to take advantage of a huge audience uh, with their message, and this was it last night. Lacey, I'm OC. I know that look. I know that dream. I had the same one. See, Quasi, doesn't have to be a dream anymore. Doesn't matter where you're born, as long as you're born to play. They're very image conscious, aren't they? Well, they are and they aren't. This felt, at, at, while it was trying to make it seem like there's this big NFL outreach around the world to bring play and fun to other countries, I, as the jaded cynic, I couldn't help but think about how Youth football numbers around the country are declining. Tackle football, I should say, are mm-hmm. declining rapidly, while flag football is becoming very popular. And the NFL is all over that, uh, too, because they're not going to miss an opportunity to try to make some money. But I couldn't help but think, well, if fewer and fewer kids in America are playing football, maybe we need to get kids from somewhere else. And so, Africa? <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but there's something horrifyingly familiar about Americans going to Africa to get people to do work they won't do anymore. Interesting. It frightened me a little bit. Yeah, well, I can understand that. And, and before we let you go quickly, it used to be that the beer commercials were everywhere, and there wasn't much of that last night. What's, what's going on with the beers? Well, uh, there's a couple of things, and I've, I've said this before, and it's, it's just fact, like beer consumption uh, is dropping every year. The younger generations don't drink beer. They like their hard seltzers, and they like their brown liquors. Uh, and so it's a struggle. And Bud Light, obviously, last year had a big struggle. But I felt both Budweiser and Bud Light, which, if you recall, it wasn't that long ago, these guys had the Super Bowl ads everybody looked forward to. Yeah. They wanted to see what the Clydesdales were going to kick a field goal with the dog. They wanted to see the Bud Bowl. They wanted to see the funny ads. And this year, I mean, Trotting out those Clydesdales that speak to, again, the, the the age group of their dying demographic, of which I belong. So I'm, I'm, I'm knocking <laughs> myself, too. I don't think the Clydesdales have that emotional pull uh, for anybody other than people they already have and they're never going to lose. But those people are eventually going to die and you have nobody coming up the pipeline. And your attempt to get them, to get that younger audience, was that Bud Light ad that I'm not on TikTok, but I assume that's maybe the chaotic TikTok energy that tries to reach a younger generation, but it just seemed like absolute jump cut madness. So many <laughs> attempts at jokes crammed into, uh, you know, this 30 second bag, if you will, it was uh-huh. just it, 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 inconceivable, indecipherable, uh, yeah. just such a try hard and such a, such a sad fall again for two brands that, like I said, used to be, the highlights that everybody looked forward to on a Super Bowl. Event. I think that describes uh, many of the commercials we saw last night, and, and the people I, I were with were not impressed at all with, with the with, with a lot of them. Uh, and it's Chicago ad man Gary Schatz. I don't know, you still sound a little disgruntled and jaded uh, to me, uh, but we'll go with cynical and uh, do it again you know, next year. I, <laughs> I thought this would be cathartic for me, but now I'm just saying, Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> Sorry we didn't help you. Thank you. Just the same.